Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word. And as we think on these things, open our hearts and our minds to hear you. Amen. Amen. And good morning, everyone. Um, today, we are going to look into uh, the topic uh, that says, King for Mothers and Everyone Else. We'll be looking into the sermon uh, that comes out from the Bible text of Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to verse 30. Today in the church calendar year, we celebrate all women, not just mothers. Women generally are found to be more loving, kind, caring, compassionate, sacrificial, and gentle. It is important to talk of ladies this way, judging from what a bishop said at the retreat program for new people to be ordained. He said, if you want to stay long in any church that you're posted to serve, make sure you don't fall out with the mother's union. And if you don't want to sleep on the sofa, always remember to tell your wife she is beautiful. Okay, can I invite you to please open your Bible with me to the Gospel of Mark chapter 7 uh, from verse 24 to verse 30 as we consider another miraculous healing of a demon-possessed daughter, a mother's heart, which is a potent motivator and the king who is always there for all mothers and everyone when we need him most. Um, but first, to get a good understanding of what the Bible is teaching here, let's have a look at chapter 6, verse 53. Mark told us that Jesus had crossed over the sea and landed in a place called Gennesaret. And as soon as he got out of the boat, people recognized him. While some people seek miracles, others like the Pharisees and the teachers of the law came to accuse him about his disciples not fulfilling the tradition of the elders. You see that in chapter 7, verse 3. And Jesus responded to this accusation with a teaching of living a life that is in full obedience to the word of God, to the commands of God. He taught them that we should live in full obedience to the command of God in all things, rather than the tradition of men. And also it taught about the necessity of keeping a clean heart. A heart that is free from worldly and evil thoughts which comes from within us. Chapter 7 verse 23. But after this encounter with the teachers of the law, Jesus went on to another region, the vicinity of Tyre and Sidon. And at this place, he met a woman who has a daughter, a daughter that is suffering from being possessed by demons. Now, we don't know the name of this woman. The Bible did not tell us the name. But we do know that this woman had insight. She had courage, persistence, and initiative like most women in the church especially all the women that are watching me live on the television or on their phone this morning. 
And this leads me to consider my first point. If you want to write it down, if you have a writing material with you, my first point in the sermon today is a mother's request. Say with me from verse 25, the Bible says, In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syria and Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. The woman begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. We can see that this woman is more concerned about her daughter, putting her daughter's need first before a personal need. In sundry places, many places, the Bible teaches all Christians to practice this same attitude at all times. Our Lord Jesus Christ showed us this example by his life in what is said in John chapter 15, verse 13. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Yet, in our practical way of life, how often do we consider others or esteem others above ourselves? Life is not and should not always be about us, especially we know that as Christians, we are called to serve the Lord and serve the people around us, supporting them practically in all things and in prayers. Around the world, we are currently witnessing the outbreak of a pandemic disease, coronavirus. It is a period where we need to think of vulnerable people around us and how we can help them. And this reminds me of the outbreak of the most widespread Ebola virus in history in some parts of West Africa in the year 2014. It reminds me of the story of a lady, Dr. Gracia Khalil, who volunteered to help in Syria alone during the crisis. She was not self-centered like this woman who cares so much for her daughter. This lady, this doctor, was not self-centered, but she was a people-hearted lady. She said in her word, and I quote, I don't allow myself to feel fear in the field. I focus on sticking to procedures. Slowly but surely, I have built up confidence working at the treatment center, always trying to help people. From our Bible reading this morning, this Phoenician mother seek the help of Jesus for a daughter who is not well. She's ready to do anything and everything which every mother and every human should do to help other people. But in verse 27, Jesus gave a shocking reaction in his reply to this request, which makes my second point, the children's inheritance. The children's inheritance. This sums up what Jesus said in reply to the request 
of this mother. Verse 27, Jesus in his reply to the mother said, First, let the children eat up all they want, he told her. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Isn't that awkward? This reply is awkward and none of us handles awkwardness well. Assuming in the church this morning while listening to the sermon, someone just make a mess with the amplifier such that it gives a deafening bop. Our initial response will be to look around, giving a funny look. Sometimes we feel the same embarrassment at Jesus when he insists on saying things we would rather he did not say. Imagine someone saying what Jesus said in our culture today, a discriminatory language and undermining human being to a status of dog. But what is more shocking for us to know in the sermon this morning is the fact that Jesus didn't call the woman a dog by mistake. He intended to say dog and he knew full well how much it would have his listeners squirming in their seats. But what is the purpose of Jesus saying these words? Remember in Mark chapter 2, this same Jesus that we're talking about while eating with the tax collectors and sinners said to the people in verse 14 and verse 17 of Mark chapter 2, he said, it is not the elderly who need a doctor but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This woman would ordinarily be classified as an outcast in her time because of her tribe. She is a Canaanite. Yet, for the sake of her daughter, she did what few people would do. She crossed both cultural and religious lines to approach Jesus. Many things should have stopped her from approaching, but this woman crossed both cultural and spiritual lines and she went to Jesus to make a request. There were at least three barriers that could have discouraged her from accomplishing her task. One, she was a Gentile. As Matthew helped us to understand in Matthew chapter 15 verse 24. She was a Canaanite from the region of Tyre and Sidon. One of Israel's most bitter enemies as we see in verse 24. And if you reflect back to the passage we read, the uh, Old Testament passage we read in 1st King, you will realize how and uh, the people of Tyre will be regarded or seen by an average Israelite. And the third reason that could have put her off is that she was a woman. A woman, verse 25. And all we know is that respectable Jewish teachers did not associate with a woman, especially a Gentile. But the magnitude of a mother's love pulled her as irresistibly as the moon pulls the tide 
This mother used a threefold approach. The first thing she did was that she acknowledged Jesus as the rightful king. She acknowledged Jesus as the rightful king. She acknowledged him as a king and master by calling him Lord. Do you see that in verse 28? She called Jesus Lord. Even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. But how many of us today recognizes Jesus as Lord? This Gentile woman saw what other people did not see. He recognizes the kingship of Jesus. He recognizes him as the Savior. He knows that he is the Lord over all things. He is the Lord that can save and deliver and heal. The second thing that this woman said is found in the, uh, in the later uh, verse. After saying that even the dogs can eat the children's crumb from the table, she put her trust and faith in the saving grace of Christ. This is the second thing she did. She put her trust and faith in the saving grace of Christ. She is simply praying the simple prayer. Have mercy on me. Help me. These expressions of faith in Jesus, they are irresistible to God. Do we have the same expression of faith in Christ? This morning, can I ask you again? Do you have such expression of faith in Jesus? Do you trust him in all things and with all things? Especially, do you trust him with your life? In his response, the king to the mothers and everyone else, including you and myself, whom we have been studying in the past few weeks, said in verse 29, look with me. If you find it, let us read it together loud as you're watching me. After the count of three. One, two, three. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. I hope you read that with me. This is the response that Jesus gave. And in verse 30, we were told that the lady went home and found a child lying on the bed and the demon gone. What does this mean for us today? For us today, when we come to Jesus, we don't approach him because we deserve his mercy. We don't deserve his love because of our sin, just like this woman. But if we still live in sin, we are like the Gentile woman who have just read, who we, we have just read about. But the good news is this, that when we approach the throne of grace, because the grace of God is for all nations and for all people, irrespective of tribe, it is good and it is a, a, a thing of joy for us to know that the grace of God is also here for us this morning and for all those watching me from home. 
Apostle Paul wrote in his letter about this grace in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9. He said, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And as I finish, as we think about Jesus, the King for all women, who has given us salvation, who healed the daughter of this lady, just by grace, which is extended to everybody. Let us remember that this same Jesus is the King for everyone. Just as that song in our hymn says, Rock of Ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee, let the water and the blood from thy raven side, which flowed be of sin, the double cure, cleanse me from his guilt and power. But remember, nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Helpless look to thee for grace. Vile I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your saving grace that extends not only to mothers, but to everyone who come to you in faith. Help us, O oh Lord, to come to you and put our faith and trust in you, knowing fully well that by your grace we shall be saved. For in Christ's name we pray.